This is the Beautiful Feet Podcast. A partnership with BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com. Follow us on social media at Beautiful Feet Entertainment and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Beautiful Feet Podcast. This is Anthony. I'm with my wife. Jessica. There we go. Now, we're going to go ahead. I had another episode in mind, but I really had to do this one first. Jessica, what's going on? What are we doing? So, as I'm sure you all are aware, sometimes we have those moments where we get up a little earlier, we have trouble sleeping at night, and what do we do? We surf around on Netflix. We look for things, oh, I haven't seen this, this is new, this is trending, that kind of a thing. So this morning, before Anthony had to go to work, I'm scrolling through Netflix. This is like 5 a.m. type of morning. But anyway, continue. It was early. I'm scrolling through Netflix, and I come across this documentary called The Secret. And what is The Secret? Okay, um, The Secret was listed as a documentary that was an hour and a half. And I say that to say this, like we didn't even finish the entirety of it. So at one point in time, she's watching this documentary. I'm starting to kind of stir in bed and I'm kind of hearing, you know, what they're talking about. So I finally get up and, and, and she just pauses it and goes, you need to watch this. Let's talk about this. Let's get in the background of, the, of this story. So I do want to preface and first say that here at Beautiful Feet Entertainment, pretty much 99% of all of our reviews are going to be positive. We're going to be coming to you and telling you the things that we like. The things that we enjoy. Things that we hope that you will enjoy. This particular material, however, it's in that 1% we just were not pleased. Well, and for me, it wasn't even that it's something that I wouldn't recommend. I think it was very thought-provoking, but it just, it doesn't match up with my point of view on the world. It doesn't match up with what we believe. And I'm really curious about what you guys think. As you're listening, maybe you've seen this movie or maybe you've read the book. Apparently, there's a book, right? Like, you know about the book, right? Yes, there is a book also of the same title called The Secret. It's available in the nonfiction section, probably of your local library. little plug for that. Go to the library. Um, We've never read the book. I've heard of it. I kind of knew a little bit about it, but let's... I want to say dig, you know, deep dive into this movie, but we we didn't fully deep dive into the movie. But let's talk about it. Give us a brief synopsis of the secret. Well, the secret is billed as a documentary, so it's not the the people like normally when we review movies, we'll do something like Star Wars or like you know that this is a fictional world or an occurrence that might be based on a true story, but most of the time. It's fiction, like it's make-believe. A documentary is going to be non-fiction, so these people factually, like they literally truly believe in, in the topic that they're covering. And what are they covering? So the secret starts out with a female narrator 
who was talking about the fact that she was going through a hard time. I, I believe her father had just recently passed away and she found this book that for her what like was meant to be very comforting and so the secret pardon me she says that she was able to go back through time and through history and it's billed as like oh this is something that edison or einstein or other famous notable key figures in history also had access to this secret and so you see like a montage of ancient egypt and like they're hurriedly taking it from a not a cute scroll. Form. Yeah, like a scroll. So keep in mind, when we say that the character traveled back in time, what we actually mean is she researched um, individuals who followed this secret and, and, and learned of its success. Would that be accurate? Like, she's not physically traveling through time. This is yes. not Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> this is... A woman researching history. Yes, that is absolutely correct. Okay, I wanted to clear that up because the way you stated it was she traveled back in time. <laughs> I, don't wanna, I don't want the people listening to, to think this documentary went into TARDIS territory. That sounds like a fun yeah, documentary. Uh, nice Doctor Who reference there. Anyway, what is the secret? What is the secret to all these people's success according to this movie? So how this documentary is broken down is you will there there's like parts where it's reenactments and then there's other parts where you have um, a professor or an author or psychologist someone who is notable in their field come on screen and also explain um, the secret is based on what is called sorry our cat was trying to get into the pantry she's got the secret to where the cat food is hi sweeties. It's, uh, it's getting around their dinner time right now, so she is reminding us of that. The secret of life. <laughs> cat food. Everyone no. go get you some cat food. <laughs> know where the food is. Anyway, so um, back on track. The secret is actually, according to this documentary, the law of attraction. Now, what, like, take a moment and think about what that conjures in your mind, what that might mean to you. When I think of attraction, I think of something that draws your attention to something else or vice versa. So the law of attraction being um, you're attracted to your wife because of it could be looks, it could be personality. And they're attracted to you, hopefully, by your attributes of either looking good or the way you smell is a big one too. So that would that's what comes to my mind when I think of attraction. Now, the secret says that what we think about and what we focus puts out almost like vibrations into the universe. Mm-hmm. And they give an example of like, oh, you know, if you're constantly in debt, if you're checking the mailbox and there's always a bill, then when you go to the mailbox, there's always going to be a bill because the universe is going to deliver that to you. So instead, you need to be thinking you're going to get a check in the mail. Like this is one of the examples they gave. So it's kind of this idea of if you dwell on negative thoughts, feelings, emotions, or experiences you're going to experience negative thoughts, feelings, emotions. Would that be correct? Yes. 
Right. And um, another thing that they that they talked about was kind of the flip side of that is having a positive focus. And the example they gave for this is a little boy who really, really, really wants a bike. So he clips out a picture of it from a magazine. He sees his friends riding it. He goes to the store to see it. But then one day he goes to the store and it says that it's sold. Sold out. It's, yeah, because it's like a bike in the window that he's been wanting and he gets really sad. He crumples his picture. He throws it away. And then they're like, oh, no, but you have to keep that image in your mind. Um, because the next day his grandfather comes and brings him the bike. So he ends up getting what he seeks after. Would that be correct? Yes. And these and, uh, go ahead. These experts in, in their fields, She's I can't even in, quotes. in air quotes. Okay. So um, the people in the documentary, because I feel uncomfortable calling them experts, that's just my opinion. They are like, oh, okay, if you want a certain life, like, go test drive that car. Go take a tour of that house that you really want. and then Don't rem- worry about the money. Just do it. Just remember that feeling that you had when you were driving that new car or being in this nice house. And, like, then you'll be able to manifest that in your life. So they keep talking about the universe, the universe, the universe. And they have this concept of, like, oh... They go back to like the genie with Aladdin, like my wish and my command or your wish is my command. That's what the genie says when he pops out of the lamp. And it's basically like, oh, the universe can can be like your genie. Like you can make these things come true. But here's my thought, right? So they, they have this idea of wishing. And at some point, I just really had to. I had to weigh it out. Does that make sense? I had to look at it from the standpoint of not only does this, am I asking myself, does this make sense? But I have to ask the question of how does this hold up to my firm belief in the Bible? What, what, what are you going with that? What is your thoughts here? Well, and I wanted to mention, I think that you were probably getting ready for work at this time. Yeah, I might have I, missed a piece. I so. did watch a little bit ahead after you had left. So after the law of attraction, after they explained that, they were talking about these three steps to achieve it. So okay, yeah, I missed this book. The first thing that you need to do is, um, I think, like to picture it. And then you need to, to believe it. So like you'll visualize it. You'll believe in it, that it's going to happen, and then you'll be able to achieve it. I think that's what you missed. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's, I did not see that. I missed that completely. Um, and uh, honestly, that's where I stopped watching. There was still quite a bit of the documentary to go, but I, um, Anthony and I, we, we talked about this after we turned off the TV, and we were kind of just having a moment together as a couple before he had to go to work. We're talking about, okay, like, this does not line up with our personal beliefs in God and our Christian faith, and here's why. Okay, so this is where I really had to not bite my tongue, but open my mind. I'd rather think of it that way and put it into those terms. So the law of attraction is this idea that what you think about, what you focus on, and what you dwell on in your mind and your heart um, 
kind of it's what comes back to you or what gets drawn to you i think the uh, the only concept that we both felt okay we can in good conscience agree with this is that they said that you need to practice having an attitude of gratitude being grateful for what you already do have yeah and we see that a bunch in the bible i mean the bible speaks so clearly on um you know being what's the word i'm being grateful for what you have being content in what god has blessed you with and honestly being a good steward or somebody who takes care of the things and the resources that you are given. In that, um, when you're a good steward to those, in those resources, you're able. In that, they'll, they will eventually uh, multiply or be used for the benefit of others to God's glory. Now, I have no issue with the law of attraction. I'm gonna go out and say that now. I have no issue with it because. It reminds me of the scripture, um, I don't know the verse off the top of my head, but it's in, I believe, 1 Corinthians, where it talks about, um, the think about what is pure, what is joyful, like, you, do you know what I'm thinking mm-hmm. of? Do you know so, that verse? are you talking about, like, the fruits of the Holy Spirit? Um, no, there's, or... there's it's, it, it's a verse specifically, like, you know, not being anxious about things simply because you should focus more on the things that are pure and good and righteous and so it there is mm-hmm. there is an element of what you what you fill your mind with um that is going to end up directing your path i'm not necessarily going to think that everything's going to come back to you but i i do believe that when you carry an attitude of gratitude there's you're going to see more grateful people around you because that's contagious well and one of the examples that they gave was there was this man who felt like he was being bullied out on the street he felt like he was being bullied in his workplace he felt like he like he was trying to get into stand-up comedy and he was just like totally being heckled and then he he shifted as you would say like his thoughts his perspective he realized people weren't really always making fun of him the co-workers who bothered him started treating him normally and he started getting standing ovations. So it seems a little too good to be true. Now, I will say the part of that that was strange. Not only did the people at work stop bothering him, but they actually said that a few of them moved, transferred, or almost like they disappeared. That I, I have a hard time believing, but... I'm not there, like, I can't speak from experience on that individual's point of view, right? That's an experience that maybe, maybe they did transfer, you know, maybe they moved, you know, homes, and so they had to transfer to a different job. We don't know. So there's that concept of of being grateful for what you have, and, um, and, and, and focusing your mind on, on righteousness. Now, when the Bible talks about it, it's not just focusing on, you know, having happy thoughts, but I think it goes a step higher and it's saying, it's speaking more of like, focus on God, mm-hmm. right? Focus on God's great, you know, how God's graciousness toward you, the fact that you have a job, the fact that you can pay your bills, the fact that you can support your family and focus on the fact that God has provided that for you. 
uh, and be grateful for that. And I think what's different between the law of attraction and being grateful is this idea of um, just it's all in your power. Mm-hmm. And uh, and going back to the secret, these um, these individuals kept referring to the universe and. For Anthony and I, because we have a Christian faith background, we believe that God is our creator. Mm -hmm. And so that he created and designed us with a purpose. It's not just the universe like God made everything. Mm -hmm. And acknowledging that, I feel like the universe and the way they were talking about the secret almost made it seem like people themselves can be their own gods yeah did you pick up on that i did i picked up on that heavy because and i i I pick up on this with other podcasts that i listen to or interviews that i listen to i listen to a lot of podcasts where it's a host interviewing guests right so the guest will actually say oh i i spoke this into existence and i created this with my mind I created this perfect career and it's like I kind of cringe at that simply because it puts all of the authority of creation into our, our imagination mm-hmm. and that's dangerous because I've seen we've seen what the imagination of humans can do they're, they can be destructive they can be you know reckless they can be uncaring yes they can be that but they can create beautiful things um but the great thing about who god is is he kind of puts boundaries on our imagination for that reason because if we could create galaxies with our mind our our whole world would be does that make sense like Mm -hmm. it would be too much power for our brain but i want to point one more thing like it's this when one thing that i felt like they constantly kind of moved away from was i i agree you should write down your goals or if you do want a specific lifestyle you should write that down that's actually biblical it's in the book of habakkuk um talking about writing down your goals and and what god has for you i 100 percent believe in that and I, i i truly believe that's biblical but at some point you also have to put in the work Mm-hmm. And I felt like that's what something this this secret was missing. Yes, that was a that was a key component that we both just felt like this documentary was lacking. Um, again, setting goals is a wonderful thing, but you have to work hard to achieve the things that you want out of life. Whether it is the new car or the new house or a different career, like you're not just gonna magically think that into existence you have to go out into the world you have to have your you know like boots on the ground you have to get in there and do the work you have to show up so with that you have okay you make you you have the goal so you could write that down here's my goal then you have to sit down and go here's my plan would that make sense Mm -hmm. you have to make the goal then you make the plan step one step two um gradual steps baby steps and i would even argue you have to have a team you have to have supporters and maybe this is only because we only saw a glimpse of this movie um it's a documentary thank you thank you for clearing that up but (laughs) 
We only saw a glimpse of it. So we could be speaking completely in left field, not making much sense. But you have to have a support team. Um, you know, and they made it sound like, hey, if you can just do this with your imagination. You just have to wish upon a star type of thing and it's going to happen. Where's the hard work? Where's the team effort? Where's the try and try again, even when it gets difficult? Like, what happened there? Um, well, honestly, like an easy thing. I know a lot of people in January, they're like, oh, I want to lose weight. And like our church right now is going through a series about habits. And one of the things they said was for participants who, who wanted to go to the gym more, people did better when they said, okay, I'm going to go to the gym at this time and this place. So they set a time, a place, and they basically build a routine. And then also, so like, again, going back to, hey, I want to lose weight. You write that down. That's your goal. You can get an accountability partner, maybe someone to go to the gym with you. You start to make these changes, like at the grocery store, buying more fruits and vegetables. Like, you're not just going to magically wish yourself thinner. I'm sure many women out there have tried, especially during a swimsuit season, I, but uh, that's not how it works. And I guarantee men would wish themselves not only at a, at a weight they prefer, but we would all look like Arnold Schwarzenegger in 1977. We would be buff <laughs> as can be, being able to lift up Mack trucks with our pinky. It would be great. But there's work that goes into that. Um... What else was in this documentary that we want to speak on? Um, let's see. We talked about the stand-up comedian. We talked about the little boy with the bike. We covered the um, law of attraction. Oh, there was one more. There was one more example. Let's see if she um, comes up with the one I was thinking of. <laughs> about like, how you, you put out these vibrations into the universe. So you see a woman at 6 a.m. She goes to turn off her alarm clock and she stubs her toe. And from there, she just has this string of truly unfortunate, horrible things. She gets toothpaste on her blouse. Her car breaks down. All of this stuff. Just because when she woke up and stubbed her toe, it sent this vibration out into the universe. But then you see the same woman have a different day. She doesn't stub her toe. You know, everything goes well. It's 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 all because they're like, oh, well, she woke up and she exuded this positive vibration out into the universe. And what are your thoughts on that? Um, I, I realize that there are little things that can really derail our day. Like maybe you miss your bus and you think, oh, I'm running late or you're stuck in traffic. Those kind of things. They can put you in a bad mood, but does that mean you send something out into the universe? Uh, verdict's kind of out on that. I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to say yes. I'm going to, I'm going to put it as simple as this. I do believe your thoughts guide your steps in life, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So if you wake up in a bad mood, well, you might think everyone's in a bad mood simply because of your perspective on your situation. Um, they might not be in a bad mood. Maybe they're just not smiling for other reasons. Or maybe that you just, I don't know, but I think there's more to it there, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I want to kind of defend this movie or this documentary up on one thing. I, 
Because I, I do believe we as Christians, as people, we need to be open-minded to all types of things. So when we meet people with these kind of beliefs or ways of thinking, we should take the time to try to get to know them on that level. And I think that's what um, studying this documentary did for you and I. It allowed us to go, hey, let's, let's look a little deeper into this. Let's think a little more about this. Whereas, honestly, would we have thought about this without this documentary? Um, no, probably not. I know you and I were talking later on after getting home from the grocery store about kind of going back to that thing of vibrations. How, like, it's a very big saying now, oh, good vibes only. And, like, I know that I have a lot of friends who are, like, some people that I know don't believe in God. They've walked away from God. Like I said, they don't believe God exists. They're, like in in their life prayer mm -hmm. is not a part of their daily practice so if i'm like going through something and i really am like hey if you could say a prayer for me that would be great again if like you don't feel comfortable with that i will accept good vibes yeah i'm i would much rather people just show me sympathy by you know i'm sorry for what you're going through I don't understand the vibes thing, and I'm putting that in quotations uh, simply because, again, I don't understand it. Um, I'm, and, and I hope you guys hear what we're trying to say. Listen to, like, understand we're not bashing the documentary. We're not bashing um, this way of thinking. We're simply, um, we're simply commenting, commenting, Comment commenting. Commentating. We're doing uh, commentary. Yeah, we're giving a commentary on how this connects with our faith in Jesus. Um, so we really are, We, you know, I will personally be, I'm going to do my best to be open-minded toward this. I really want to hear from you guys. I really want to hear what you guys have to say. Please leave comments. Please, you know, contact me, Beautiful Feet Entertainment on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can just kind of give, give me some ideas on why you guys, why people believe this, why people kind of latch onto this idea or your honest thoughts on it. Um, I don't want to sit there and say, you know, this documentary was wrong. I'm just trying to hold it up to the, the scripture simply because the scripture I hold everything up to, you know, everything from movies to TV to how I live my life and that's my choice. I'm not pushing this on anyone else. Jessica, I don't believe she is either. This is just us sharing our thoughts and our feelings on what we saw and our experiences. So, um, any last little bit before we jump into a break? Well, it's kind of like that Bible verse that says, As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He, like, in that context, he's not saying, oh, you know, everyone else on the whole planet needs to do that but that's just for his what his particular household is going to choose to do yeah. like for us our christian faith our relationship with jesus the fact that like he was saying we do hold our media and movies up to biblical standards that's the choice that we've making that we've making that we've made and taken there we go <laughs> making We've Hashtag Macon. We've made and taken. M-A-K-E-N. Macon. 
those choices, those steps. She's she's rolling her eyes at me. Yes, yes, I am. Heavy eye roll. We've taken those steps for our family because that is how we want our home to be. Yeah. Okay. Anything else you want to jump? No, I feel like we covered it. Thanks so much for allowing me to have the opportunity to um, jump on here and be on the podcast with you. I I really enjoyed it. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, We're going to come back. We're jumping into, good Lord, is it Acts chapter 5? Let me check. I need need to make sure. Um, (laughs) And no, I'm not going to edit this part out because you guys know me. I'm I'm not going to. I believe, yeah, we're jumping into Acts chapter 5. So... We'll be right back with Acts chapter 5. Welcome back to the Beautiful Feet Podcast. Like I said before the break, we were going to go ahead and jump into Acts chapter 5. And I still have with me my lovely wife. I'm Jessica. Here we go. So, (laughs) anyway, um, I just want to remind you guys before we jump into the scripture, this is not a replacement for the Bible. This is just us sharing our thoughts and me giving my point of view of the scripture. I'm still asking guys, read the Bible for yourself. Get to know God's word so that you can actually chime in on the conversation and have God speak to you about these verses. So before we jump into chapter 5, I, I wanted Jessica to go ahead and share kind of some background on Acts. I know we've gone through it before, but I just kind of want to refresh your guys' memory or anyone who's new to the podcast, I just want them to kind of get that context. So let's jump into the context. So for those of you who've been listening to us and who've been with us before, the Bible that I read personally is the New IV Adventure Bible, the Polar Exploration Edition. It is marketed as the number one Bible for kids. And I particular Go ahead. Oh, I particularly like this edition because penguins are like my favorite animal and mm-hmm. it has a whole bunch of penguins and walruses and polar bears and just all sorts of cute little illustrations throughout the Bible to make it fun, interesting and engaging. And I just really enjoyed that, um, that visual component to the text. Yeah, I, I mean, I use regular ESV Bible, but that's just because... I'm old and grumpy. Anyway, moving <laughs> on. Okay, so um, as a part of my Bible, before each book, there's a little synopsis. So we'll just go over that. Um, and it just reminds us, it has a few questions that we know. Who wrote this book? Acts was written by Luke, who was the physician who traveled as a missionary with Paul. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing that we're really going to focus on today is the why and for whom. So why was this book written? Acts tells how the Christian faith spread to the whole world. For whom was this book written? Acts was written for everyone who wants to know what happened after Jesus returned to heaven. So Um, in other words, it's after Jesus finished his ministry, died on the cross, and was raised again, and basically was lifted up into heaven. We actually read that in Acts chapter 1. And then this is how the church spread from there on out. Okay, are we ready for chapter 5? Let's jump in. Like I said, we're not going over the whole chapter. We're just picking out a couple verses that um, we felt kind of struck uh, struck us in the in the heart we wanted to share. So 
Uh, what was the first section of verses we were going through? Um, before we get into that, we'll kind of go over what we're going to skip. We're oh, going to yeah. skip over the beginning of chapter 5, which is the story of Ananias and Sapphira. Which is his wife. Yes. Um, basically, as you would say, what had happened was they went ahead yeah. and they like sold some property, but they lied about the amount of money that they got for it. And as a result of that, they both ended up dying. They Basically, they were... I don't know if they were new believers or, but they were believers in Jesus who had kind of made a promise of we're going to sell our land and use the money to, to move the gospel. And they kind of lied and said they only got paid a certain amount and they kept some of it a secret. So there was punishment for that. So that cover, that story, if you're interested in reading it for yourself, is covered in Acts chapter 5 verses 1 through 10. Um, and then in my Bible, there's two more sections. The apostles heal many, and then the apostles are persecuted. Now, from those two sections, we've picked out some key verses and points that we'd like to go over with you. Let's do it. What was the first section that we were going through? Uh, the first section that we go through is under the heading, the apostles heal many. Pause. Now, she her, her Bible has different headings than mine. So depending on the type of Bible you use, some Bibles don't have headings. So just keep that in mind if you're looking at your Bible and you're like, well, mine says something different. It might be a different translation or a different publisher. So just keep that in mind. Play. <laughs> so um, the Apostles Heal Many in my Bible is verses 12 through 16. And the part that I wanted to focus on was the fact that the Apostles, they're here and... They're getting so many new people who are believing in the Lord, mm -hmm. as we find out in verse 14. And because of that, because you have so many people who are new to this message of Jesus Christ, what they're doing is they're bringing the people who the, they have within their community who are sick, who, who are hurting, they're bringing them in on mats. And it says, just so maybe Peter's shadow might fall on them. And... Um, we know that the reason they're doing this is because they believe in the Lord. Not in Peter, but in Jesus. So when the shadow falls over them, why, why is that important? So are they, are they sick human beings or, or what's going on with them personally? Do we um, know? It's, it's saying that verse 16 says that they brought people who were sick and tormented by impure spirits and all of them were healed. So we see physical healing as well as healing for maybe a mental or emotional um, yeah. states. Um, and this is this is an amazing thing, and it actually ties into the first portion of the sh of the podcast, where um, in the first portion we talked about the secret, and we talked about um, this idea of uh, law of attraction, and this idea of our imagination having all this authority and all this power. Now, in this scripture, what we see is we have, it's Peter, correct? We have Peter walking, and wherever his shadow falls, if it land, like if it passes over a human who is sick or is mentally ill or disturbed in any sort of way, they were healed. But is that under Peter's authority? Actually, it wasn't. It was under the authority of Jesus. And it was because these individuals were, were focusing their hearts and their minds on actually who Jesus was, they were being healed. 
they were having they were putting their faith in Jesus not in Peter would that be correct yes that is absolutely correct um Peter and the apostles are basically just vessels that God is using to teach other people about Jesus like they don't want to take the credit for themselves because it's that's not where it's supposed to be yeah another word could be representative right they're representing Jesus they're not Jesus they're not the Messiah they don't have healing powers but God's Holy Spirit is with them and the Spirit is what's healing them would that yeah that would be more more accurate yes Uh, I think that brings us really well actually into the next portion Um, there's two other scriptures that we wanted to to focus on or two Mm -hmm. two sets of scriptures rather Um, and under my bible it's the heading the apostles are persecuted so a little bit of a backstory the apostles are are um they are in solomon's colonnade right now and they're doing all of these signs, all these wonders. I have all these people who are now following Jesus. And because of this, the, um, the high priests and the associates, it says they were filled with jealousy. Um, so it's the Sadducees. They go and they arrest the apostles. They put them in jail. The angel of the Lord comes and lets them out of jail. And then they just go back to being what they were jailed for doing in the first place. It's talking about Jesus. So that's our backstory. And we actually talked about that, I believe it's in chapter 4, but at least in chapter 3. And we talk about that. We actually speak on, you know, them being in front of the council and saying, and the council telling them, you know, basically letting them know you cannot speak about Jesus. Because, one, it, it threatened the church's authority, right? It threatened the council's authority that they had over the people. Um, but it, they, the council knew it was going to spread. Uh, and that it, they knew they didn't want that, right? It's basically a conspiracy at this point. So now we see the disciples in front of the council again. And the council's basically like, hey, you've already been arrested for speaking, for preaching, and for healing under Jesus' name, here you are again. And the disciples had a very interesting response. Can, can, you, can you read that verse, please? Yes. Okay. Um, so, let's see here. We know that the apostles were brought in. They're in front of the Sanhedrin. They're being questioned by the high priest. Mm-hmm. And he says, we gave you strict orders not to teach in this name, meaning Jesus. So, verse 29 through 32 is their response. Like, hey, why are you still teaching? Okay, let us tell you. Peter and the other apostles replied, We must obey God rather than human beings. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead, whom you killed by hanging him on a cross. Mm -hmm. God exalted him to be his own right hand as prince and savior that he might bring Israel to repentance and forgive their sins. We are witnesses of those things. And so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. And I love that, right? And again, I don't think they're being disrespectful. I don't believe they're being rude. Um, They're being rebels because they're going against the, the grain of what everyone else does. Um, 
but they basically say, you know what, we've been given a mission, we've been given a calling from God, um, and we're going to obey God, who's the ultimate authority in everything. We're going to obey God over obeying humans. Uh, yes, that's, that doesn't mean that they're not going to uh, bow down to the authority of man when it's needed, but it cannot... Our, our times to bow down before our, our human authority or earthly authority, um, it cannot come in contrast with us bowing down to the authority of Jesus. Uh, it's, you know, and, and I love this statement, and I love the fact that this is the third time that we've heard one of the disciples say, you guys were the ones that killed Jesus. You were the ones who hung him on the cross. And I think there's a reason why they keep bringing that up, right? There's a reason of reminding people that, hey, this one, this did happen. You cannot hide that it happened. Because there are, um, there were um, leaders who were trying to act like that either didn't happen or it wasn't significant. They keep bringing it up to say it, it was. Well, if you remember, during this time, originally Pontius Pilate had not wanted to put Jesus on trial, he said, okay, I'm going to give the people a choice, either Jesus or Barabbas. And Barabbas was, yeah. wasn't he a thief and like a murderer or something? Yes. He, he, was, he was a heavy-duty criminal. Definitely someone worthy of... Um, Execution. Yeah. Well, I was going to say being convicted of a crime, um, but the Jewish leaders had rallied up the crowds and basically made them choose because the people were able to choose to let one person go free and they chose barabbas instead of jesus yeah and and Pilate even said i wash my hands of this like this is Pilate, your decision Pilate knew that jesus was innocent Pilate knew that the crimes against jesus were nothing to be um you know um persecuted of or crucified for but the authority because again you have to realize the the um, religious authority the pharisees the sadducees they were like a government it wasn't just a church it was a government and they had huge impact on the culture and 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 the way of life for the whole country would that be that would be correct right yes well jesus came and he like when he was crucified, we see that the veil in the temple that separated like the Holy of Holies from the rest of the temple, that that was ripped and torn. And that was only a place that the high priest could go. So God was saying, Jesus is the high priest. Basically saying like, okay, I'm, I'm going through and I'm fulfilling this priesthood. You don't need this structure anymore because Jesus, Jesus came to fulfill the law and the prophets. So mm -hmm. these the Sanhedrin and all of these other priests, their livelihood depended on no, we are the priests. This is how we serve God. That's why they just felt so threatened by Jesus and his followers. Yes. Now, jumping back into Acts chapter 5, right? We see them standing before the council yet again basically saying we have to obey God so in that case we have to disobey you 
Okay, so let's let's go into the next section. What happens next? Well, um, there was let's see, there was a Pharisee named Gamaliel. Hopefully, I'm saying that correctly. And he he was a teacher of the law, and he was honored by the people. So this is a respected person in their community, and he's like, you know what? I know tensions are high right now. I know you're all riled up. So he actually has the apostles leave this area. So it's just mm-hmm. him talking with the religious leaders. Mm-hmm. And he goes to them. and he, He's going through these examples of like, okay, there have been other people before Jesus who came and things happened to them. And then their followers just dissipated. So the thing that I wanted to focus on was actually verse... 38 and 39. He says, Therefore, in this present case, I advise you, leave these men alone and let them go. For if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not only, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God. That's huge. Think about that. He's basically saying, from my experience, from my understanding, if these men are acting on behalf of mankind, this movement, this this time in history, it will die out. It will fizzle. It will not make it very far. But if you're going up against God, meaning the creator of the universe, the creator the sustainer of life if you are really facing this you have no chance to stop it you have this man who is i'm a, who according to scripture is not a christian but he does understand the authority of the god that he serves because he understands that the authority of the god that he serves and the the god that these men are speaking on even though he doesn't believe it's jesus it's the same. It's very powerful. It, God is, is powerful. God is able to do anything that God desires. And he says, there's no stopping this if it's under the authority of God. What does that mean? Like, what does that mean for us as Christians? What do you think? Um, within this context or like for us today or both? Both. Let's okay. jump into both. So within this particular context, again, because the apostles have already previously, as Anthony was saying, they've already been told, hey, don't preach, don't talk about, don't use the name of Jesus. Because they've disobeyed this, this group of people are literally ready to put them to death. Mm -hmm. And after, you know, listening to this community leader, the, it's not like the apostles get off scot-free. I mean, yeah. they they still end up being flogged. Which is beaten with a stick. And also, again, not ordered to speak the name of Jesus. And that right there, that lets us know that the name of Jesus is truly powerful because... They kept doing they're, it. They're against it. And we see this in the persecuted church in the world today. There are our brothers and sisters in Christ who are living in various places throughout the world where they do not have 
the freedom or the comfort to talk about Jesus without being oppressed, persecuted, again, sometimes put to death, but still over and over, generation through generation, like Jesus just captivates us and we can't help but as it was saying here in verse 42, day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stop teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah, that he is our savior. And that's what we're still doing today. We might not go house to house necessarily, but we're still saying that name of Jesus. And there are still people and authority figures who want us to say, no, don't do that. And I would say that even in today's reality, those people who truly know and love Jesus, right? And who are being led by the Holy Spirit, they will continue to speak about Jesus. Now, I, I thought about this in, in my personal life and in our relationship, right? I was thinking, you and I were talking about this, where we kn I know of multiple podcasts that they talk about a variety of subjects, right? And I thought about it. I go, I could literally write, a, I could do a podcast on hip-hop music, on probably true crime, on... Um, just random TV shows that I watch and have them not connect to my faith. But because of my relationship with Jesus and my understanding of the gospel, I am like, I, my biggest desire is to share this news with people. And that's what, actually, that's what the verse beautiful, like the name beautiful feet comes from Romans chapter 10, verse 15. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. That's the point of this podcast. Like, and, you know, and we were talking about that, where it's like, I, I just have this com compelling urge to say, you know what, I could talk about a multitude of things, but I want and I need to focus on the gospel because I truly believe this is what people need in their day-to-day -day life and in their, their life from beginning to end. So, well, yeah, go ahead. Honestly, for us, like, Jesus is what we put our hope in yeah. that's where we find peace and joy and love and contentment because god loved us so much that he sent jesus to die for us and for our sins that we could be reconciled back to god like yes. that's that's the 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 premise the the foundation of our faith and we have the bible and we have like the church that we go to and and each week, we're just able to spend time in this community of believers, again, to just spread that hope of Jesus. And I know throughout the week, sometimes, like, with the particular jobs that I'm involved in, I don't always have the freedom to talk about Jesus or church. But I try and live my life in such a way that people are like, you know what? There's something different about you. And, and well, I wonder there, what that is. Sorry, go ahead. Like you were saying, like that's the the jumping off point that I can use to be like, you know what? Like, let me tell you what makes my life different. Yeah, and she's actually gotten to share her faith. Maybe not speaking, not not praying for people, not sharing the gospel with, hey, this is what Jesus does, but by showing people you care. Um, I mean, every job that you have, you always have one to two people who end up coming to you for advice end up talking to you and saying, hey, I'm going through something. Can you pray for me? Some of them are Christians. Some of them are not. That's a beautiful ministry right there. 
Um, I feel like the reason that they ask me to pray for them is because they know that prayer is a part of my life every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. So that's like that's why I continually share the gospel with you guys. It's not to ram the Bible down your throat. It's to get you thinking about who Jesus is, the fact that Jesus loves you. He died for your brokenness, for your sins. He wants to offer you hope and, you know, and he wants a relationship with you. He's just asking for, for you to, to let him in, to, to let him into your life and begin to mold you into the person you're created to be. That's why we share this. That's why I made this podcast and we keep pushing it out there. Um, is there any last thoughts before we go ahead and pray? No, I I think this has been a wonderful study. Yes. I'm just so happy to be a part of it. Um, Anthony and I, like, we both love writing. And so, like, for me, the podcast is still a relatively new format, but I'm just really excited to be involved and just to be a part of it with you guys. And I want to make you more involved with the podcast. I I say this as her face turns milk white and she's (laughs) terrified. but blanching a little bit here. That's okay. Um, let's jump into prayers. Do we have any prayer requests for this week? Normally I don't ask that, but since you're actually here, let, let's let's jump into prayer requests. You know, for this week, I feel like there are a lot of people who have told me like, hey, there's specific situations in my life. Like, we know people who are, who are working on getting new jobs. They've had like interviews. They're like, yeah, I should find out soon. So just for that and then... Um, there's people as far as like they they're just like hey I want prayers for my relationship I might be feeling lonely I might feel like I'm at the beginning of a new romance like we just really have a heart for what is on other people's hearts yeah um, we were we actually had dinner with a friend of ours from church the other night and she she was she explained it so well as far as like we just have the desire to want to save everyone you know like to take the burdens from them. But, like, struggling is such a part of life, but just to know that you never have to struggle alone. You're never alone because you you have a community. Like, I really urge you if, you, if you feel like, yeah, I just don't feel like I have any friends, like, please either reach out to us, reach out to someone you might feel like you know, like, just get connected. And, and like I said, that's beautiful feet entertainment on instagram and twitter you can hit me up there you can go to beautifulfeetentertainment.com and leave messages you can get a hold of us also like if you know talk to us but at the same time reach out to your friends reach out to your family and please if you are compelled to pray pray it doesn't matter about the words you use it's strictly talking to god as if he's there listening to you because he is that's the urge of it right like that's what's important so i'm gonna go ahead and pray okay and then we're gonna close up we're gonna close up here um father god we thank you for this day we thank you for this week um we thank you for the podcast that it is beginning to reach more and more people uh we just pray for continued growth in that area so that we can minister to those who are listening I want to pray for the listeners. I want to pray that you would just bless them uh, no matter what they're going through. If they're going through great things, I, I thank you for that. If they're struggling, I, I know that you are with them. I know that you are 
guiding them and that you are uh, walking them through this situation. And I just want to pray, um, like Jessica said, for our friends, our family, and our loved ones who are going through life changes, who are going through job applications or interviews, or who really just want to see something new in their life. I just pray that you would just bless them and be with them. First and foremost, you know, I also just pray, God, that you would be the center of our hearts as we walk through the book of Acts, as we walk through the Bible and walk through our prayer life. I pray that you would be that centerpiece that really we surround all of our lives on. And I pray that you would just be with us the rest of this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Like I said, um, Feel free to reach out to us. Feel free to subscribe and uh, leave a comment. Let us know what you guys think about The Secret. Um, do you believe in it? Do you not believe in it? Give us your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions. And um, have a great week. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Beautiful Feet Podcast, a partnership of BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com. Please feel free to follow us on social media at Beautiful Feet Entertainment. Please visit BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com and do not forget to like, share, and subscribe.